All right, and welcome to this special episode of Real Estate Fight Club. This is a series called What Would You Do?, where we talk about professional standards, committee cases, and code of ethics violations. Here with me today is the number one violator. Just kidding. Jim Camarada. Hey, Jim. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? Good, good. So if you do violate the code of ethics and you're on the committee, do you automatically get kicked off? That's what I want to know. I imagine, right? Good question. If you're found in violation, I don't know. Or does that make you like a better committee member? You know? That's a real good question. I don't have a real good answer. So when you find out, let us know. I'll ask. Yeah, we have a case coming up uh, the end of the month. So I'll, uh, I'll, I'll ask our uh, attorney moderator. Okay, cool. What happens? What happens? I feel yeah. like it would, could make you a better, I mean, it depends on what the violation is, right? Yeah. And depends on how many times you violated it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a tiered uh, structure for, uh, for punishment. If you, uh, except are, that you, it's you not, except it. that if you, it's tiered for the fines and the punishment, but you don't know if they did anything until after you find them guilty or not. Right. No. Uh, during the executive session, uh, they will share that information. Oh, they will. Okay. Yeah. Because if, if they have priors, you know, we need to know that we need to send a very clear message. Don't do that again. Ever. Yeah. Ever. So, yeah, but it's, it's after we have the hearing and after we've had our discussion. So, it's so you, after you've had the hearing, after you've had the discussion and you guys have come to a sense of like, did this person violate the code of ethics? Mm-hmm. That's when you find out if they have been in trouble before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the same thing or for anything, anything. Are you then allowed to change the discussion or is it only for we'll call it the fine or the sentencing. Yeah. It has to do with the, uh, the fine or the sentencing or but it doesn't have to do with the conversation of did this like specific violation happen in this specific instance. It all plays together. It all comes together in that discussion. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, so the message I want to convey is don't violate any of the codes <laughs> <laughs> and just go the straight and narrow and, you know, just. Well, you know, I mean, the gray, there's a gray. I actually just got a message from our broker today and she's like, um, do you have 10 minutes to talk? I'm like, okay, <laughs> I can. <laughs> well, we'll see if I'm in trouble yeah, next time. Well, and, and fortunately, you know, we're, we're up to about 150 associates now. And fortunately, They've been listening and I have encouraged them to call me. call me before you do something stupid. Well, you don't always know when you're doing something stupid. Uh, that's true. But they now have a good sense for, uh, I'm not sure. This, because this they all be- listen to this podcast. You better tell them, tell them, Jim. All right. What's our case today? Okay. Here's what we got. We've got a seller who listed a property. Mm-hmm. with realtor okay and uh for the first few weeks uh believe it or not there were no offers 
Okay. So this was back in the, um, 2010. (laughs) Could have been whatever time frame. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Okay. Uh, the, the lesson kind of hinges on, on the fact that there were no offers during the initial uh, few weeks that it was uh, put on the market. Okay. So the seller and, uh, and the listing agent agreed to reduce the price. Improve the price is what we say now. Yep. And I use reposition the property. Reposition, yes, that's perfect. Uh, But they also rearranged the compensation to other agents. So in this case, they lowered it. And, And the agent did the right thing. Called every agent who had shown the property and said, this is the price change and this is the change in the commission okay. being offered. Okay. Sounds good. Now, in our world, in addition to doing that, we also have, we use showing time. I don't know if you use showing time. Uh-huh. We use showing okay. time. Yeah. So showing time, you can set a broadcast uh, message out to everybody who's shown the property with that message. Okay. So one of the agents who had shown the property called them and said, uh, I've got a very interested person and I, I did show the property once, didn't write an offer yet, but uh, we may be writing an offer in the next day or so. Okay. And the agent said, fine. Fine. Write it. it. Bring it. <laughs> so they did. It was presented. It was accepted. It was a little sticky. I can already tell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if If you've ever had an empty envelope given to you, or an envelope with a commission check that is something less than what you had expected. Right. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. So now's the time to uh, do your commercial break. Yeah. <laughs> so they thought they thought they were owed more the the first commission and not the updated one. Okay. Correct. Um, yeah. Let's talk about a couple of partners. The first one I want to talk about though is our virtual assistant because they are the ones that can help take all of the administrative work off of your plate. Um, Some of them will even do like as an ISA, like an inside sales and calls and stuff, but they'll make sure that everything's inputted properly, things like that. We use Cyberbacker. So go to cyberbacker.com, input Fight Club, and you get a special present. And then the other that I want to talk to is, you know, Jim, that I believe generate, so you do not have to tolerate And our number one lead source right now is Pipeline Pro Tools. So what they do is they, if you book a demo with them, they will tell you how many um, ads you need to have in order to get the number of deals that you want. And they'll show you how we're doing it. And they'll give you that for free when you do the demo. So you would go to pipelineprotools.com slash fight club to schedule that demo. Okay. So what, what is the code of ethics violation that he's citing Hey, they are citing Article 3 and specifically 3-2. So Article 3 says, realtors shall cooperate with other brokers, except one cooperation is not in the client's best interest. The obligation to cooperate does not include the obligation to share commissions, fees, or to otherwise compensate another broker. 3-2, which was the specified violation, any change in compensation offered for cooperative services must be communicated to the other realtor prior to the time that realtor submits an offer to purchase or lease the property. 
After a realtor has submitted an offer to purchase or lease, the listing broker may not attempt to unilaterally modify the offered compensation with respect to that cooperative transaction. So there's no violation here. I'll jump to the bottom line. The grievance committee did not find that agent in violation of Article 3. You communicated that to all of the other agents. You also communicated it to the agent who wrote that offer after the change had been made. Well, I assume that they agreed that 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 the phone call was received. Yes. Okay. So like, okay, here's where I think it could get sticky. One that the listing agent says I called the buyer agent said, I never got the call. There's no written communication or proof that the call was made, like no actual proof the call was made, but even so you're still not in violation, but it could get sticky. It could. And that's why I always recommend have a paper trail of some kind. Well, you can also, if you send the notification in showing time, on top of the call, I think the call is critical, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but if you send the communication there through showing time, then it's also written. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, just because then you have an issue of like, well, I didn't receive it, but it was it still sent? I mean, you know, like that type of discrepancy. Yeah. Um, but the other way I can see that it gets a little dicey is let's say that that buying buyer agent showed the property to buyer A under the original condition, like under the original price, under the original compensation agreement, and the buyer never wrote until all of that had been adjusted. I mean, you're still not in violation, but I can see that it's like gray, right? Because like, what if it happened like one day within each other? Like I showed it Monday, the compensation changed Tuesday. I didn't receive the message. The buyer wrote on Tuesday, like, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, I didn't recheck the MLS. Like it could get sticky. Yeah. And what I like about showing time is we can also send a broadcast message if there is a price reduction. Yeah. You know, so again, it draws attention to that particular listing, that particular property. And if there's a change in the compensation, you know, you can include it at the you same time. That too. No, yeah. I agree. But I'm just saying like, I can see how it could get a little bit upsetting and sticky potentially, oh. even though none of those are really in violation because if it's yeah. in the MLS and you can see most of the MLSs, they'll have a field where it was changed and it's time stamped. And so if the timestamp change is prior to the offer from dot loop or sky slope or whatever you use, that's being sent it's really a no brainer. Yeah. And the committee acknowledged the fact that the phone call was sufficient notice. As long as both the listing agent and the buyer agent agreed that the phone call happened, right? It's only like sticky if the buyer agent says it didn't happen. You could also have, you know, your phone record and show on, on, yeah, but you don't know what was said. 253. I called you. Yeah, but that doesn't, you could have called and said, hey, I saw you walking down the street. Hey, I, (laughs) whatever. I liked your Facebook post. I know. It could be anything, right? It's hearsay, but that's very interesting. Oh, it's very frustrating. So if you're the buyer agent on that end, it sounds like they knew going into the offer that the compensation had been changed. It sounds like they knew that. Mm Mm-hmm. 
but if you don't have a buyer agreement with your buyer to for your um, fee, where it dictates like, okay, if there's a gap in the fee that's paid, then you owe that gap. Mm-hmm. You don't really have a leg to stand on, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the buyer could reimburse the buyer's agent that that dollar difference. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is a case and people need to get used to it. And I, we preach it all the time. Get a buyer agent agreement signed, like mm-hmm. get it signed. That states like what the compensation is, yeah. what the duties are like. And this gives you a good opportunity to talk about. I can help you with for sale by owners. I can help you with new construction, by the way, for all the, I, here's how I proactively seek houses for you. And, you know, and also we can utilize the MLS and all this stuff, right? Here's how I work for you. Here's why you want to hire me. You build value. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, absolutely. You know, and soapbox. I've, I've, I've preached numerous times. Why would you even start to show property if you did not have that written agreement? They why? never hired you. Don't You're working for free. Don't do it. Don't do it. Hashtag don't do it. Do it because you have fiduciary obligations. And one of the things I want to make sure is I'm not running a charity. This is a business and I want to get paid. Exactly. Duh. Exactly. <laughs> Duh. Duh. Um, Jim, if people have questions for you or they have a referral for you in Minnesota, what is the best way to get a hold of you? Well, email Jim Camarada at kw.com or uh, by cell phone or text 612. 612- Five six two seven four six one. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Yeah.